0: I'm Gab. He's Jules. Uh, gray skies, sort of over uh, over West London. Um, very much gray over Chelsea, who lose again. Although that was away at Anfield, top of the table. Yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be talking about that in a minute because Jules, there is a ton going on. Barcelona start the post-Chavi announcement era with the win. Yeah. Tottenham are up to fourth place in the table. Who'd have thunk it? I know. Um, Holland is back for City. Erling Holland back for City. Yeah. We got the Afcon. Yeah. Rolling, off. I mean, Equatorial is a fantastic. It's been a fantastic Incredible. tournament this year for the neutral, very much so. And if you're a Nigeria fan like I am, for Nigeria fans too, Big so favorites far
1: now, yeah, of course. Um, but let's get it. Let's get
0: into this because, all right, it finished four uh, one. Darwin Nunez hits the woodwork four times,
1: yeah. including a missed penalty. Yeah, First player ever in Premier League history to hit the woodwork four times in the same game, which, you know, if you had, the, if you had to pick a player before the start of the season that could do that, it would definitely you, it be. It would be your choice, yeah. Um, but
0: I was struck by one thing, and, and Liverpool, we should say, mm-hmm. still without Mo Salah, Alexander-Arnold was on the bench, obviously I think it was his first game back from yeah. uh, 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 from injury, really first, first game starting. Yeah. Um, what struck me most about it was wasn't just Chelsea with many of the same challenges they've been facing, but the fact that Liverpool look stronger, faster, fitter, and they run more. I I don't know that you knew that before the game, right? You knew that. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I know it before a game to a point. Because all this stuff that we hear about sports science and planning, the whole point is that Chelsea don't play In European competition Yeah So That for me means Pochettino has time To work on patterns of play And stuff like that Which is Maybe difficult to do Because he's got injuries And whatever Although by this point And we'll get into that later I think I expect more Than what I'm seeing Yeah, Yeah But I don't understand How Liverpool Can be Can look so much Fitter and athletic than Chelsea, when Chelsea have younger players, Chelsea don't have the same wear and tear, Chelsea have the ability to go and prepare for, for every game individually again, because they don't play in Europe.
1: Yeah, it's a fair point, I just think it's not just down to individual fitness or the tiredness or not, it's also structurally, the way you press, the way you beat the press, which I still don't think that Chelsea, despite maybe a slight improvement lately because they were on the three-game winning streak before before this move to Anfield and nobody goes to Liverpool and win anyway I think they've only lost one in the last 64 games domestically in the cup or in the league in the stadium so this is not just on nobody goes there and win anyway but I still didn't I, I just I knew Liverpool were better I just didn't think they were that much better they could have scored 10 goals easily
0: Chelsea had a couple refereeing decisions that, that went Against them, mm-hmm. which you could say might go either way. I just want to get your take quickly to get this out of the way because I think even Pochettino did make a big deal out of it because Pochettino's a football man and says, "Look, on performance, you know, even if all those calls yeah, gone, it even, even if it's snuck a it result better. with all those call, calls, it wouldn't have made a difference." But the uh, the Gallagher one, the referee—it's the kind of thing where I think if the referee had given it, maybe VAR wouldn't have overturned him, but the referee didn't give it. He felt he lost control. Yeah, um,
1: Do you control agree with, with that? And then, yeah, I think there's a slight contact. Van Dijk's uh, thigh on Gallagher's thigh. I think Gallagher is a bit looking for it because the ball is far. I would not have given it. I didn't think it was a pen. I probably agree with you on if it had been given, VAR would not have overturned it. But I'm kind of glad that that was not given as a pen, though.
0: The foul on the build-up. Or the, the, the foul they claimed for in the build up to Connor Bradley's goal. Because it was funny because Bradley scores and you can see there's a VAR check going on. And so I look at the replay and I'm like, what VAR check? He's clearly mm. onside. But it wasn't for that. It was for the uh, tangle um, near midfield. Yeah, Chilwell and Jota. So the one thing, I, I thought Chilwell was terrible. In, yeah. uh, he's just
1: not. He lost the, the ball on the he, uh, Jota goal. Exactly. He's not himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: again, that's not the kind of thing you're going to call back when both players are wrestling like that, yeah? Yeah,
1: I agree with you. And I think, to be fair to Chilwell, yeah, if he's free at some point, which he normally shuffles to the left-hand side to try to go and get to, to Bradley, but he also knows that Jota can make a run for Luis Diaz to find Jota and not Bradley on the other exactly. side. So he also is like, nah, I can't let you go here. So they're both going at it. There's no, there's no foul. You can't give it.
0: And finally, the one I think where we agree on, Van Dijk and Kunku, 100%. Yeah. And it's one of those where I really wonder yeah what, 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 it wouldn't have changed the outcome of the game no it would have made it 3-2 had Palmer and whoever has taken his yeah course. at that point but whatever but i, I expect VAR to intervene on that 100%. one. i cannot imagine
1: but did you think he th- they the thought the it was just worked. a soft con- like it? but there's he it just goes into his ankle it's pretty clear it's pretty clear to see yeah but softer hard i mean
0: he goes in hard. He is a big man. There is a lot of force behind it, I, I thought. There's anyway. no difference
1: between the one but, given for jota that Darwin misses and that one. It's a I, similar kind of contact. 100%. Um, let's talk more Liverpool. Just just about... Just, I thought this was curious.
0: Because I read that um, Liverpool are filming one of those behind-the-scenes, fly-on-the-wall yeah. documentaries <laughs> like the uh, the Amazon one, whatever that was yeah, called. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Uh, all or, or nothing. All or nothing. Which, yeah. which, by the way, seriously, I know like there's probably a team of marketing people. What a stupid, unimaginative <laughs> title! And and aren't
1: subsequent ones where they do other clubs? Aren't those also called all or nothing? Yeah, like even the all blacks when the rugby ones, everything.
0: I understand all blacks because they're 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 expected to win the world cup, so if they don't win, it's a fair or, or or whatever. But like, I know all or nothing. Like I I don't know. It just seems. It just seems cheesy. Um, but anyway. Um, Klopp famously he'd always said he was against this. He was against in, in the past, in years past. Yeah, yeah. I think it might I also I suspect Klopp is a little bit superstitious. And I remember the last time Liverpool did a behind the scenes documentary, it was the being Liverpool. This was back in twenty twelve in the previous era with Gillette and Hicks. Yeah. And it was Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. And you talk about bad karma.
1: I mean, uh, just not bad, bad documentary <laughs> as well. No,
0: bad. It, it's entertaining. It's entertaining because, you know, like, Brendan Rogers does that little thing, like, you know, where, where he's holding an envelope. Yeah. And he says, like, you know, uh, I know one of you, gonna three, let, these let three us people will let us, these three players will let us down. And then you, know, then you find out that, like, the envelope is empty and it's some Jedi mind trick. You know, Those these are not the is. droids you're looking for. Or Ian Air on a stupid motorcycle. Like, yeah. I it felt very affected right but hey but again since then he's been against it I mean I don't know if he's been against it but he's never allowed it since no. then and one of the reasons they he gave they many offers they've had a ton of offers obviously and he said like I don't know if I could control myself and even though we should say when we do this it's not like a club takes money from a broadcaster and then they go behind the scenes and then the broadcaster shows whatever they want you No, know, the clubs always get the final approval right yeah for sure um. And, but still, he felt that maybe he couldn't control himself or whatever. which is Fair enough. So apparently, filming for this started in December. Being slightly conspiratorial about this, Klopp told Fenway about his decision in November. Yeah. Do we think it's possible or even plausible that Fenway said, hey, Kloppo, since you're leaving... And we totally respect that. I know you've been against this in the past. Fair enough. But this is a massive story. Your final six months at the club. We're not going to tell anybody you're leaving. How about we let the cameras in? Would you be okay with it?
1: Yeah, but I think also from his point of view, this is the—it's probably the right time of all the, the, the nine years he spent there. This is the legacy bit, really, isn't it? And especially if this season finishes on a... On an amazing high where you win the league, you win maybe the Europa League, you win one of the Cups, I don't know, all of that. Maybe even for himself, just to keep, you know, at home under the TV to show the kids and the grandkids and the great grandkids what, what what that season was about. The last six months of that season was about in terms of legacy more than anything else. So, I mean, I have to say I'd be excited to watch it because one, whether he... Overplays it or not I think he's a great guy To do that kind of stuff Like Pep I don't think he's capable Of overplaying I think no, it's, it is mean, what he is Yeah Because I, some, some people yeah. are not Really at ease To talk about themselves I think he, he's very comfortable To talk about himself Yeah So I think it would work great And maybe it was just A case of like Okay yeah Six months left We're in a very strong position Everything is great Trust me Had they been Tenth in the table There would be no No documentary No filming Nothing So fair enough um, all right, let's move on to yeah. Chelsea. As Pochettino said yes to one on uh, his first season at Chelsea? I'm sorry? Has Pochettino said yes on a documentary on his first season at Chelsea? You know what? They may well have. It looks like at Chelsea they're
0: selling everything. They're the stuff where like they're going to make the Hilton Hotel room in the stands. They had yeah, the, the idiots brushing Even their what, teeth.
1: That new movie that they're trying to promote that Todd Brady is, a produ- is producing or executive <sighs> producer, they've got the name on the, on the clubs, like Tops and. Hey, so they're trying and to monitor
0: I want to be fair to Bolian and Bali. They said they're going to you know, when they came over, they said oh, the Premier League's about 20 years behind in terms of monetizing and stuff like that. So let's sell whatever's nailed down. Although, funnily enough, uh, he's a part owner of the LA Dodgers, as you know. right? If you watch Dodgers baseball, it's not like there's logos. It doesn't look like NASCAR with logos all over the place. Like, they do monetize a lot, but they Some don't. Actually, stuff
1: are sacred, yeah, yeah, exactly. But
0: whatever. I don't have an issue with that. Um, but going through this, if we had to assess Pochettino kind of just past the halfway mark, six months in, when we look at this, and I, the 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 lens I like to use is I try to imagine okay, let's imagine Chelsea in two years' time winning a title or competing for the Premier League or the Champions mm-hmm. League, right? Which of these players are actually there from in in, in terms of of oh, the guys who are playing, how many guys do we actually see progressing? Yeah. So if we go through this area by area, goalkeeper Petrovic is playing right now. I don't... He's doing I, well, yeah. He's doing well, but I don't I, I, I don't... I mean, he'd have to continue progressing significantly. Yeah, yeah, Robert Sanchez is the number one, was the number one. He's obviously injured now. Mm. I'm not a Robert Sanchez guy. Well, nobody is. Right? I, <laughs> I'm not sure. Either one of these two. No. Is a league winning goalkeeper, or have shown us that they could yeah. be that one day. And neither is Kepa, by the way. You know, still. And yeah, well, Kepa, less said the better. Um, when we look at the back four, who, by the way, last night uh, was it the third goal where he runs in between Thiago Silva and Badia The
1: first goal, first on one. The first goal, yeah. I'm mean, thinking, so what, what, how,
0: how does that happen?
1: I don't know. Man. And he gets a bit lucky, of course. I mean, he gets a little deflection uh, and maybe the ball hits his hand. But I mean, ba- listen, Badia she signed a year ago now. Uh, it was last January. Um, and I did say at the time, he's not ready for this level. This is not a criticism of him. He's a young player. He made mistakes at Monaco when he was there. He made mistakes when he played for the France youth teams he had a couple of games and I had some Chelsea fans coming after me saying oh you talk nonsense I think now you can see and again he's still very young he will become a good defender because he's got a lot of potential but right now at this level in a team like this that is not functioning well that a team that is a bit lost you see the problem and it's not just I mean yesterday was a terrible game for Badia Shil for Thiago Silva we have to we we can't just yeah but Thiago Silva is 38 what do you expect from him?
0: well uh, we love Thiago Silva, but yeah, we have to concede that yesterday was one of his worst games. Of in the course Chelsea it was, shirt.
1: but okay. one. I'm not even sure he can play in the back four anymore. Full stop, right? Yeah. I think he would be much better in the back three, <laughs> and in the back four, fair enough. If you if you partner him with someone like Badia Yashil, then the, the pressure would be far too much. So Chelsea, obviously,
0: they have a million central defenders, not including Chalaba who has disappeared off the face of the earth yeah, with the uh, magical set, muscular injury which has kept him out forever. And I, I think there's something there. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll find out if he ever leaves the club. Um, there's Fofana to come back, Some there's point. De Sassi in the mix, who I don't like it when he plays fullback, but I kind of feel that if you look at them as a group and we project forward a couple years. If Fofana ever comes back to his level, I think Badja shield can develop. I think that the tools are there. Levi Colwell, the tools are there. Colwell is better than Badja Shil. I, I think they're okay. I, like if again, if we use the criteria, two years time, just you're competing for a title. Are those guys there? I would argue as a unit. I don't think this is where you need to
1: add another piece. No, unless you want a bit of experience once Thiago... Yeah. Chago will go at the end of the season. Come on. The, the fairy tale yeah, can't last, can last much longer, I think. So um, maybe you might need a bit of that.
0: The fullbacks backs is where I start getting really, really lost. Obviously, Reese James has had uh, an incredible amount of injuries. At some point, you're going to have to make a call and decide, is Reese James ever going to be a regular for us? Yeah?
1: Yeah. It should be it should be really like there's a, there's a solution to that problem surely it's not possible that for the next ten years of his career he still gets injured six months of the year it's not possible
0: it's on the left where I get a little bit lost you know a Chilwell fan that's why well I don't think Pochettino's a Chilwell fan more importantly yeah yeah maybe and I'm sure sure Pochettino wants to play with two attacking fullbacks yeah because we've seen kind of that. Th- weirdo three and a half where he puts De sasso in one which is it's not weird I mean it's necessary in certain games but yeah. I don't know that it works with this personnel at Chelsea right and
1: this is why Kukurea keeps, keeps popping up yeah Colwell at left back I think he likes he likes this, the idea of Colwell at left back and, and then, then Reese James at right back yeah and more attacking or Gusto even if you like Malo Gusto who again is still very young and can attack not so sure how much he can defend so
0: yeah alright midfield I think it's fair to say Enzo hasn't lived up to his price tag but it doesn't mean that he can't be a starter when he a starter in, in, in midfield on a Chelsea team that fights for the title, right?
1: Yeah, we the problem for Enzo, and I think, I think I said it after the Preston game in the FA Cup, which I covered for ESPN. Enzo cannot play if there is no movement around him. This is it's, 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 for me, it's a very simple issue to solve. You can give the ball to Enzo as much as you want in any position you want if around him there's no movement. And against Preston, I know Preston, they ended up winning. Preston, I know, very good team, etc. What do you want? He was literally like, there's just nothing. He gave one great ball in that game, for example, again, to, to Cole Palmer, who beat the, the offside trap in a way. Made a really good run. The ball was perfect. And then Cole Palmer, I think, was a little bit too easy in front of goal and missed it. But if there's no movement around for Enzo, it's impossible to... All his game, all his passing game is about finding the right player, the free player, the right pass, the right space. If there's no movement, if there's no spaces, there's one, I think, for Sterling, maybe yesterday in the Liverpool game. But again, it's not just... So if Sterling keeps wanting the ball to fit and Palmer the same and Madweke the same and Caicedo the same or Broja or Nkunku, Enzo is there. He's not there, Enzo, to find... A pass yeah. from me to you, Gabby, two metres apart. This but that's not on, on the game. coach.
0: Yeah. That, 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 that's on Pochettino. So Get these people to move.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah, of course Enzo can always do better. Of course he can yeah. and can do All more. Right. But I just think that is really not helped by the lack of, again, we go back to structure into this team and just to the lack of movement and the lack of patterns of plays and everything.
0: Okay, I don't think it's a secret that Moises Cacero has been terrible since his move. Uh, it's also true that he's very young. Yeah, Lavia has been missing in action since his move. Yeah, I think given the amount of money invested in them, it's just the reality that and the fact that they're young players. You're not going to make a change there. You have to give them more time to find out if they're any good. It's yeah. just not. It's not viable.
1: hasn't become a bad player. This has that narrative. Has oh, no, he's stop. just a
0: player who plays badly.
1: But 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 again, I think Casido is very good in a very structured team. It's very simple. Okay, but then you keep pointing. You keep. But you can't Pochner. have Gallagher. Gallagher, Enzo, and Caesito doesn't work. I'm not a fan of Gallagher, as you know. I understand people who are fans of him. Good if that's the kind of player that he you moves.
0: like. You talked about lack of movement. He moves a lot. Yeah, he moves, moves too much.
1: <laughs> I, I read a quote the other day of Tuchel saying, yeah, at 4am you can wake him up and he's going to run everywhere for you. and he's gonna, this, is not the play, this is not the football I like and the players I like. And I think that uh, midfield 3 that Pochettino has tried so many times just doesn't work.
0: All right. Well, we didn't see it uh, last night. Obviously, it was a, it was a slightly different. Uh, yeah, and Gallagher came off
1: a halftime. There's a reason why he came off a halftime.
0: <laughs> that first half was yeah, was was really hard. Yeah. To, was hard to watch. Um, moving on to the wingers. Um, I mean, I, I I don't want to make fun here, but Madueke, Mudrik, Sterling. Sterling had his moments yeah.
1: this season. He's a good player. In two
0: years, he can maybe still contribute. Maybe Sterling, if yeah. you, if he's happy and and he can maintain his level. I mean, he seems very motivated, which I guess is good. As a group, though, you you're in that same situation. If two years from now, if Chelsea are fighting for the title, Madueke and Mudrik have to be a lot better than they yeah. are now. Yeah, we're.
1: But the the highest ceiling is Mudrik, right, compared to Madueke. You know what?
0: I I thought so, but on the other hand. I get it. You're really, really fast. Did you, did Chelsea's, I think, first chance was in the second half after Woodrick yeah, came cross. on. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I think he doesn't sort his feet out correctly because it's not like the ball is that far in front of him that he has to stretch the way he does if he paces his impact correctly. He's got, I think he's got opportunity to take yeah, a touch, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or if you want to hit it first time, arrive in a more coordinated position. I mean, he's been here a year. Yeah, it's not like before he was playing chess. No, he was playing football before too. He wasn't doing stuff like this. Yeah. I, again, I, he really has to improve. I, and, and again, because of the money that they've spent on them, they're going to have to. Madueke, if they want to shift them, they can shift them. Yeah, but it's easy to shift. Mudrik, that's an issue.
1: Yeah, but for Mudrik, to be fair, I I think you can see the potential, and for him, I would say it would all a lot of it would be down to. Individual coaching, and that's when that's where I want to see Pochettino. If Pochettino can't make this team as a team collectively work, okay, he can't. Maybe he's not very good, like you, right. like you think. Well, I'm not saying Pochettino's not very good. I'm no, just no, saying but, like I haven't seen it. Oh no,
0: Mudrik, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah, no. But but even even Poch, if he can't get this team together well, to play well with movement, he. But
0: we'll, but we've seen Pochettino do that at Spurs. Yeah, but only right. at
1: Spurs, really, and a bit sometimes and at yes. Southampton, but yeah, but in and at Southampton, and at Spanish,
0: right? It's only Paris Saint Germain where he wasn't able to do it. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I think Maris Paris Saint-Germain, you've got such... And, so much and Chelsea so far. And Chelsea so far. I don't, think, I don't think he can be happy with it. And he knows that next season, if they qualify for Europe, and at this stage it's not clear that they will at all, um, he's going to have less time to work with these players.
1: Yeah. But for Mudrik, the others, like we said, Enzo and Caicedo, have, are still very dependent of the collective around them. For Mudrik to improve, I think this is a lot of individual coaching. What you do when with the ball, because it's, it's a lot about decision making. Like you said, on the chance that Gusto gives him in that in that game against Liverpool, there's a lot of moments where he crosses when he shouldn't, he shoots when he shouldn't, he dribbles when he shouldn't. All of that. That's individual coaching. Whether whether there's a good you know the good movement around him, that doesn't really change so much for him in the play that he is. Right. So that's for me. That's where Poch- I, I expect Pochettino to do well by developing someone like Mudrik, developing someone like Palmer. Although Palmer is obviously. Much higher than Mudrik in his own development. Well, exactly.
0: well, but again, with Palmer, though, and I always find this mystifying: is we've seen him, we've seen him be Chelsea's arguably Chelsea's best player, but then he also has entire games where he really struggles, where he misses chances, where I, I don't know if he's if, if if it's Pochettino's instructions to go and find positions, but he always ends up ends up on the right. I I, I just wonder. I wonder about that. I wonder if that's part of the reason he's no longer at Manchester City. Is it, it, it's weird to have somebody miss so many big, so many big I opportunities, mean, which, which so many misplaced it? Okay, passes? So the
1: Middlesbrough away game in the yes, in the League Cup, okay, right, yeah, okay, that's Last fine night,
0: now. he didn't pull up. I mean he miss chances, but he didn't.
1: Yeah, but that was not. He, he didn't and, impact the game at all. No, but in a game like this, he will always well, struggle.
0: Changuku came on. Scored a goal
1: Yeah And beyond the goal Had that I mean look I'm not saying They're different players par, though
0: Different profiles Right but you have to but, but we agree Both those guys Are people who Will be part of a hypothetical yeah, Chelsea team, sure. Two years time Winning for the sure. league Right Alright let's get to the strikers Because I think this is going to be Pretty open and shot Yeah So right now Let's leave aside David Datro Fofana Who yeah. did well last night Yeah he got um, an assist
1: But Oh and Washington Is it Washington? David Washington Yeah, 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 yeah okay. I, no thanks
0: so we're in a situation where you've got uh, Nico Jackson and Armando Broja. Yeah. Nico Jackson is beyond draw. and yeah. I don't. I, I I just don't see him being a, a Premier League center forward right now. No, with, no, with just, right now, definitely not. Maybe he gets there. I don't think that he gets there playing every game with all the pressure of being the only real option. Yeah. Broja, I really like the guy. You've always liked him, but he hasn't been right since he's come back from his injury. Yeah.
1: He's not good enough for Chelsea but He's not good enough Chelsea have quoted 50 million for him and, Yeah, and, and, I think
0: and th- 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 This is what I don't understand Well, I don't understand two things One is, why would you send them away? The transfer window shuts in a couple hours Maybe they'll, maybe they'll sign somebody in the meantime Maybe Lewandowski's on his way over I don't know But why would you
1: move your only centre forward And leave you with just Palmer Because they need in the- money? They really need money so they need to sell, I mean, they sold, I mean, Madsen, obviously, but especially the product of the academies, which is a straight profit into your account, whether it's a 5 million really loan fee. Is- I mean, the 5 million loan fee is not gonna move the needle that much, but still, it's still money coming in. I think they, cost, they quoted the 50 thinking like, hey, let's try this, which is completely, my, I don't, I cannot believe that someone like Paul Winstanley or Lawrence Stewart, people who are experienced sporting directors, really. This has to come from our friend Todd Bowley, who just think, "Yeah, who, yeah, fifty. I know Todd. We can't do that. Yeah, fifty. I want it. Come on, it can't be anything else. You can't have fifty million for on the Broja. Is it? But the thinking is
0: going forward. If they're going to win the title in two years' time, it's not going to be Broja and Jackson starting. No,
1: but- not even. I don't even think. And Kun-Ku, you can play in Kunku there, and he did well yesterday when he came on as a, as a nine. But we've explained many many times that. To get the best out of him, he needs to play off a striker, or like a proper striker, which then means, Man. OK, would you play Cole Palmer, you could play Palmer and...
0: But you said proper could, could, striker.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Sterling somewhere behind the striker. I don't know, then it becomes difficult, but at least you've got options. But, yeah, we've said it last summer, we said it again all through the first six months of the season. Mm. Their goal difference is plus one. They've played everybody once now, at least. You know, at least everybody once. They're tenth in the table. They've won nine games. They lost nine games. This it is just like, I mean, no one difference, really. I've said it
0: before. I'm, I'm a Poch guy. I do think, and, and obviously they've been hit really, really hard with injuries, and they didn't have the players they wanted. But and so obviously in terms of chemistry and patterns of play and whatever, you're going to be behind. But they've also kept the same lineup for long enough and the same structure. And I'm thinking Enzo and Kaiseido. Well, you were talking about the movement in midfield. Enzo, though, and Gallagher have generally been around all season. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so is Cole Palmer, right? Yeah. Uh, I expect more from those guys. And what you said about the wingers, too. You know, Sterling and Mudrick have generally been fit most of the season. It's always way He didn't yeah, like yeah. Madywick at the beginning. Are you, are you expect more? hundred percent. And sometimes this building process like there's no progress too you know sterling and mudrick have generally been fit most of the season yeah. So always by the way he didn't yeah, like by yeah. the at the beginning I, I, you, you expect for six months and then all of a sudden you have an accelerating progress it's not necessarily yeah. you know a gradual thing but i think we need to see that it's february now we yeah. need to see that from chelsea
1: between now and may Hundred percent. and for me poch is the biggest responsible
0: Enough Chelsea. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, gab Roque opens the scoring as Barcelona survive a late scare against Ten Man Osasuna to take all three points.
1: Jules, did you see any improvement? And if so. Is it because of Xavi's uh, announcement removing the tension? I don't know. I wanted to see a bit of something in there and I didn't see much before. It looked like just a normal day when it was clearly no normal day. Uh, you saw it from Fermín López after he came on for poor Ferran Torres. Yeah, and then came back off again, like played 50 <laughs> minutes or something, which was I thought it was... A bit, but hey, Vitor Roque came on for Fermín, scored. I thought there was some good things... On the back of some decent performances, we said that, Betis, uh, Athletic Club, even if they lost that game, it was not all too bad. They also gave away what, three big chances, Westerosuna could have scored. In the end, the, the XG, Barca's XG is, is decent, is 1.86, is better than their position, but there's still clearly something not working.
0: Jules, what would really concern me is the fact that late in the game, you're 1-0 up, you're at home, you're playing against 10 men against a defensive team. Yeah, a team yeah, not known for its attacking, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're Barcelona. Yeah. And you're still under pressure. I understand. You have an extra player. If there's one team in the world who's supposed to be in their DNA to keep the ball, move it around the back. Instead, you know who I blame? I Actually, I blame the midfielders.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, but that midfield is wrong. They and I blame the centre-backs so too. I'm
0: like, how difficult is it? Like, you're you're Araujo, you You're sitting there. They're trying to press you. There will always be somebody open. We've all played football where there's an extra man. It's usually on the other Just switch the play to the other side. Yeah, yeah. All you have to do is they pass the ball
1: sideways. They, it's not difficult. I know, but they don't have that kind of structure. Oh. But that midfield has always been a problem. They need, they need a proper six. Tottenham Hotspur come from behind to beat Brentford 3-2. Gap Spurs have pulled alongside Aston Villa in fourth now. They're just ahead of them on goal score. They're looking good for Champions League football.
0: They are. They were really good in the second half. They no, were They were bad by, in the first they, half, though. Sorry?
1: They were bad in the first half. They were Sorry.
0: really bad. I also want to say, what Brentford, say this in the nicest possible way. I'm not saying it's bad football. It's just different football. It's just a different approach in terms of intensity, in terms of physicality, in terms of, of directness. And it's not a good match for... It just doesn't match well with the way Spurs play. Yeah. Um, but they showed their reaction in the second half. It really, I mean, 3-2, the destiny gifted them a goal. But that's okay because it he scored a goal, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. It's yeah. really tight between them and Villa. Sticking with that Spurs game, Jules, I know you're a big darts guy. Yes. I know that Neil Mopé is from Versailles. Paris
1: Bonambretti, and like course. Like Thierry
0: Henry. Sorry, no, uh, Nicolas Nelka. Well, right?
1: kind of. It's a bit,
0: yeah. And is from Versailles. No, no? he's from Trap. Is that far from Versailles? Not too far. Okay, there you go. Close enough. Um, Well, whereas Neil Mopé was born in the palace, that's why he's so
1: freaking entitled. No, it's the city. It's not just a palace, it's a city.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, what did you make of his dart celebration, trolling of James Madison, and what happened afterwards, too? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm a trash talker, as you know. I will always be okay with trash talking. Always, always, always. And sometimes you do it and it goes into your favour. Sometimes you do it, like in this case, and it backfires because, as Neil said himself, it went a bit too early because he obviously uh imitize, imitated, imitated, yeah. imitated james madison and he got, um, and he and got his, his,
0: his big friend ivan tony to help him, yeah, <laughs> to <be laughs> him. Then,
1: then madison had to go at it on the pitch straight after that goal then when Brennan johnson scored he did it to take the mickey of nil Madis- Mope. sorry uh, and in the end they were friends and stuff and madison had a little dig in his post-match interview saying well you know he hasn't scored as- enough yeah. goals to have his own celebration so he copies uh, but I like that Neil just didn't you know didn't he, until the end because, yeah he went listen, back listen, as, right. on social media and saying you know what I've had less fewer relegations and more goals in my career than James Madison
0: okay you dumb dumb no no what do you I mean dumb, dumb dumb It's trash talking you have relegations not because of you because frankly you're Neil Mope. you're not Lionel Messi it doesn't matter it's because of the team that you're on
1: right and what and what What? Leicester was not a good team when Madison was. Well, down who cares there? But, but it doesn't Madison matter Madison went down but so what like so, it, it's so stupid it's, but why it's is so Madison dumb. having a go as somebody I, doing the He's okay, Martin Terrier, the range striker, does the same celebration. Is Madison going to have at some point a go at Martin Terrier for doing the same celebration? Well, as him I don't know if,
0: if if Martin Terrier or whatever his name is <laughs> does it while playing against yeah. uh, while playing against Leicester and trash talks him and mocks him and is the same guy. Remember what was the game where, where Mopay threw himself the, to the ground? Was it against Aston Villa? where, like, he and Emmy Martinez both acted. Yeah, there's like, that. That, you like, Remember the one with
1: Ganduzi as like, well. Like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Arsenal with I mean, hey, come on, man. Like, enough, enough. This is the way it, it is. Nothing wrong with trash-talking, I'm telling you that. Atletico Madrid, be Rio 2-1 as Diego Simone rest a number of players. And, Gab, you must be happy because your two guys scored.
0: I am. René Nildo's first goal because of the long injury, just back from the Africa Cup of Nations. And Memphis, too. Yeah, How about that? Lovely goal. This was you. interesting because well, I that I late. Well, Cholo rested, like, no coquet, no, no Griezmann. Griezmann yeah. And then he's got to bring the cavalry on, and they scored late. Really weird, he played Vermeer in, in midfield, who is 18 years old, just literally arrived last uh, week. Lit- I don't know if yeah. he thought, like, Ryle were, like, a bunch of Muppets. I don't know. I know you have to rest, but yeah. maybe not all in one go. No, but maybe it's just, you know, i give you a 45, 50 minutes. They take a while to get going, but Arsenal went away to Nottingham Forest 2-1. Jules, we saw prime Gabriel Jesus yeah. and they stay five points behind Liverpool.
1: Yeah, because Liverpool won, as we as just said. I thought, apart from the end, OK, the goal is a disappointing goal to concede and then they were a bit shaky. But for most of that game, they controlled so, so well. And I, I, I was never... Doubting that their goal would come, even if the first goal is a little bit lucky, even if they didn't create massive chances in the first half. In the first half, they don't really create any chances and you're still really confident. Yeah, that be because the, when you have so much control, people, I think people underestimate how difficult it is to just defend for 90 minutes. Because that's all Forrest did. Which, by the way, I don't understand. When you've been really good at home under the Nuno beating... United, for example, by putting a lot of intensity, actually playing football, to, because to go you were playing United. No, no, no. It's not better awesome. team. <laughs> but it's not the point. I just don't think it's a good look for this Forest team to just be ready to sit back and defend for 90 minutes. I just, think, but I think it's completely pointless anyway. So in a way, they got that the defeat they deserve. And for Arsenal, I thought there were some really, good, really good passage of plays in that in that game that they should be very happy with going into the Liverpool game for sure. Meanwhile, guy, Manchester United legend Paul Scores took to social media and presumably referring to Zinchenko and said a fullback coming into central midfield is an insult to a central midfield player. I think he should be told to get the f back. Do you agree before I slaughter Paul Scores for that? I he's entitled to his opinion, what
0: what I don't understand here is, you know, that it's not like Zinchenko wanders into midfield because he wants to disrespect Declan Rice and Martin Udegaard. He does it because there's coaches who have chosen this strategy, and it's not just Arteta. Pep, we've seen it from Pep Guardiola. We've seen it. We've seen it from Liverpool. We've seen it from many clubs. Yeah, many clubs. Many clubs, sure. many clubs. Sports Many clubs. So. I don't understand. For you to come out and say something like this, the guy's following the manager's instructions. Now, if you think
1: it's a stupid way to play, that's fine. But but does he understand? There's there's a benefit to it, right? Paul Scholes, surely the player so. that he I, was, understand that. Although the manager that he was, maybe doesn't understand it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I I I just don't. I, I don't see how you're helping yourself or your brand, or to 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 write it in this way, to say it's it's a stupid attitude, but to make it about an insult to the central midfielders. Come yes. on, it's, it's, it's a, they're they're doing something different. Manchester City rolled to a three-one win over Burnley as Julian Alvarez bags two goals and Erling Holland hey. makes his return after nearly two months out. Jules, it's eight in a row in all competitions for Pep's group.
1: Yeah, and KDB uh, his first start since August and that Burnley game, uh, the re- the, re- the reverse fixture, uh, first game of the season. They just look. Really good. Yeah, they considered at the end like a game, a goal that doesn't mean anything really. But they were they were good and to have Haaland back on the pitch, even for just 20 minutes, even if he didn't do much, it doesn't matter psychologically. It's another massive, massive boost for them. So now they're playing away at well Brentford on Monday night. And they look pretty, pretty good, to be fair. Jurgen Klinsmann, South Korea, knockout Roberto Mancini, Saudi Arabia in the Asian Cup last 16 in the most dramatic way, gap on penalties, and Mancini has to apologise for not sticking around towards the last pen. I mean, come on!
0: This that is really, really incredible. bad. So, Saudi took the lead and then Korea puts them puts them under pressure. You're going Korea yeah, no, loads no of last great chances. Really they get the late, late equaliser. It goes to penalties and then the Saudi guy misses and all of a sudden Mancini's gone before Ki Chan you know, goes up to take the last penalty. Mancini... Apologized And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought, thought it was over. I thought it was over what? at that point. Now, I'm sorry, Mancho, come on, man. Like, first of all, if it's over, you still go and congratulate Jurgen Klinsmann, who you played against and who's your colleague, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you hate to lose. Second of all, how can you think it's over? What, you lost count of the penalties? And
1: also, did you see the celebration? <laughs>
0: like, <I> mean, <laughs> exactly. If it's over, somebody has won. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um... I reached that's out. That's not to. acceptable, man. I, I reached know. out somebody close to him who said that's just the way he is. Yeah, it, not a good look. No. not a good look not. at all. Huge win for Newcastle away to Unai Emery's Aston Villa jewels after putting five past them at Saint James's earlier this season. They win three one at Villa Park, where the home side rarely lose. You know how I feel about Unai Emery. I think he's a yeah. little vampire. Yeah, which means Eddie Howe is
1: garlic. Yeah, and Eddie Howe again. I don't got know what that makes Jason Tyndall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure either. The, like the garlic the f- garlic friend, I don't know. Um, I mean, I didn't see that one coming, I won't lie. I thought Newcastle prepared really well for the Highland and used that really, really well. I thought Bruno Guimarães, who swapped his shirt for some kinder given by a fan, uh, which I thought was an amazing scene in itself after that game, was brilliant. And it's just one of those games where Villa. Had a second goal disallowed for a, a offside that was offside by a millimeter, but could have come back easily into the game. And, and Newcastle were very clinical in what they did, so well done. I don't to know
0: they would have come in easily into the game they could have come back into the
1: game yeah but a 3-2 a shout different out story. to Fabian Shaw yeah whatever yeah, I, I, still, I, I think you went out a little too much no on no Nicole that second half was there. much better from Villa than it was from Newcastle Roma win away to Salernitana and a single point off from fourth place Gab are you just going to press Daniele De Rossi or maybe consider they might be in the exact same position if Jose Mourinho had stuck around. Well, given that they haven't played... They've played some
0: really bad teams, which is part of the reason they sag Mourinho. uh, I have every reason... And Mourinho generally won against bad teams and lost against good teams. I have no reason to think that they wouldn't be one point away from fourth. Uh, True. Like I told you, Mourinho sacking is about money. And the fact that having Mourinho is like having a very expensive girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes you can't afford it anymore. Manchester United kick off in a few hours. We don't know if Marcus Rashard will be involved, but we do know two things. Yeah. We know that Eric Ten Hag doesn't want to talk about him because for him the case is over. And we know that Rashard showed up at training with new front Tinted windows On his Lamborghini And this makes me want to Quote Run DMC Go Tinted on. windows Don't mean nothing They know who's inside Exactly I think we knew Marcus was inside I don't even know In some places It's not legal To have tinted front windows no, Incidentally it's true. I don't it's even true. know I don't know If he spray painted them himself or got Do you it.
1: think he's done that So if he goes clubbing In Belfast again We don't know That he's him turning up well, What's you going to do Like stay inside his Lamborghini <laughs> Like without going outside I don't know This story blows my mind I'm dis- I'm very disappointed By Marcus Rashford For that to be honest completely at his age, the player that he is for that club, where, where that club is right now. I, I just expected far more from a leader like him or should be a leader like him. And Ten Hag, I think, was quite weak in the punishment, to be fair. Well,
0: we don't know behind the scenes yeah, what still, the punishment is going to be. But let's see do, if he plays or not. Rashford needs a PR advisor, right? Um,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Juventus faced Inter at the weekend in a huge top-of-the-table showdown and Gab, they picked up another midfielder. This is a bit of a weird one because it's a good one, I think. All right, so Carlos
0: Alcaraz. Remember when he arrived last year for Southampton? They were getting relegated. Yeah, he yeah. actually was one of the few bright spots. Yeah. but so then they they go down. Um, he hardly plays for Southampton. He doesn't start very often for Southampton, no. especially of late. Russell Martin doesn't fancy him. Yeah. But the team's really good. Yeah, um, they're I think one point off the automatic playoffs. So in the end, it's a three million loan fee, and then up to forty nine million to make the deal permanent. It's a bit odd. The it's whole signing was a bit... Yeah. It's, just, it's just a ton of money. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where if he does well, Juve is like, yeah, look, Carlos doesn't want to come back and we're not going to give you 49 million. Yeah. So suck it up and take whatever you can. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's got yeah. that written like all that. over
1: it. Definitely.
0: We told you about this on Monday, but your reign of the forest is now all done. Jules, where do you see him in the starting
1: lineup? That's a good question, Gabby. Well, I would love to see is him and Gibbs White the two number 10s behind the striker. I think this is his best position as a 10 more than White. And Nuno's all about exciting attacking football. No, he's not. At (laughs) least it's a little bit more attacking than under Steve Cooper. But Nuno doesn't play with two 10s. So we'll have to see. Am I happy with him choosing Forest? Mm, I'm not so sure. Roma picked up Empoli's wunderkind Tommaso Baldanzi for 15 million euros while loaning Andrea Bellotti out to Fiorentina. Gab, is it wise to invest in the future when you don't know who your coach is going to be for next season? I think it makes sense if it's this guy, because uh,
0: he's he's very very hyped, yeah. I think fifty million is a really good price. He's got a big upside. He's one of those guys who I think will either flare out or become very very good. That's kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But the you can your
1: money back at some point.
0: But also moving Bellotti. Bellotti was on a huge uh, salary uh, because he came as a free agent, and I think you're funding Baldanzi at least for six months by shifting Bellotti. Which so I think in that sense it makes yeah. sense. The fact they're willing to invest also says to me. They really believe they're going to finish in the Champions League spaces. Brighton get destroyed away to Luton Town 4-0. Jules, they were 2-0 down inside of three minutes. The big man, Elijah Adebayo. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. how about that? Uh, is the ZB magic fading a little bit, or is it just really hard to come back from two goals down in three minutes?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm both. It's not easy. It's, not, it's a horrible start, of course. I just think that there's something missing this season, whether there's too many injuries, the fact that they could not play in Europe and in the league for what the Zerbi wants. There's clearly something not happening this season. There's no doubt about that. The the thing I was maybe the most disappointed in in that game is that they just gave the ball away so much, trying to build up from the back. And I don't think Luton are just that good at pressing. They're very intense and they're very physical. Yeah, of course they are, but it's not because they can run a lot that you can't just you know, pass the ball out of that press. So, for, for a team that is maybe the, one of the best in the country to do that, to beat the press by passing the ball properly. It didn't work for them. It, it was just the right strategy because that's how they play. It's their DNA, yeah, yeah, but they just didn't execute. But, but I don't think you should have bad days like that. I mean, it's not yeah. even a bad day. This is a... The, the, the horrendous day and when you Brighton and you go to Luton I just don't think they were ready for it I'm not sure the Zebi was I don't think the players were so it's one that you try to forget but I think it's also a defeat that can leave a few scars for the rest of the season though let's talk Africa Cup of Nations now Gab which is full of shocks and storylines we've set up before already how, how about heavily favoured Morocco Losing to South Africa 2-0 with my boy Ashraf Hakimi missing a penalty. Paris born and bred? No, but no. I wish it was. No, I It mean. was better a penalty if he was. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, yeah, well, as we saw in the World Cup final. Um, Sorry, you went there. You went Quarterfinals, you mean? What? The World Cup quarterfinals. No, you said with all those Paris born and bred players. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, South Africa, I don't think are good. Uh, I, I I've seen three games of theirs, and they're they're not they're two games before this one, right? They're not good, but they work hard. Yeah, Morocco wasting chances. I thought they took things for granted. They had a ton of chances. They, they could have been a couple of goals goals up before South Africa even scored. They get the penalty, it hits the crossbar. You got to get that. The second goal, garbage time. They yeah. Morocco had more the chances after that. Win. Are you gonna blame the referee?
1: No great free kick, I said. Oh yeah, great free kick, but it's yeah. at the end. What you I don't think doesn't matter. It's a like, great goal. No, nice goal, whatever. But um, yeah, South Africa, Bafana, Bafana. How about that? You know, they've got seven seven starters play for Mamelodi Sundowns, and I think I do think that in competition like especially like this one, this is very important the to chemistry have, and yeah, cohesion. massively, massively. And Hugo Bruce has obviously won it with Cameroon in 2017, so he's got the know-how. Mali beat Burkina Faso with the help of
0: pretty outrageously one on of the feet. best one of the best home goals you've ever seen Edmund Tapsoba home goal Jules um, I kind of feel some folks are sleeping on Mali a little bit yeah. this is a
1: good team it's a really good team it's a really good midfield which they've always had it was about to find it was just about finding the right kind of chemistry and, and, and how to build and structure in that midfield which I think they have and yeah when you Consider to go like that you're enough. a Faso after five minutes or something it's just I don't think you, you come back from it but yeah Mali would be good Mali is definitely a team to um, to follow and I, and we thought Gabi La Cote d'Ivoire were well done after that humiliation against Equatorial Guinea and instead another miracle happened because they knocked out Senegal on penalties the holders
0: yeah this is pretty this is pretty unbelievable it was a great just, game. just to give you context about Ivory Coast and how what a nightmare this has been for, for the host nation. Yeah, they, week, they the host nation. Um, obviously, they lost for to equatorial guinea. Uh, I think they only won one game in the group stage. Yeah, that's right. They, they they came through as one of the third best teams. They had to wait until the very end. Their coach resigned or was fired. Was it Jean-Louis Gasset? Jean-Louis Gasset, that's right. Oh, you,
1: you got the name I remember right. the Jean-Louis oh. now. I don't know I was to call him so Jean-Charles,
0: Jean-Charles Gasset before. Um... I mean, Jonathan Wilson, writing in the Guardian, called them the zombie team that you can't kill; that they just keep going. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit like that because they go goal down. This Diallo scoring straight away for Senegal. Senegal carve out more chances. You kind of uh, feel they were like a much better team. You kind of feel like Senegal's going to score three or four here. And then, at the very end, Kwame's, Kwame's through. Edward Mendy comes out, and I think pretty obviously, and
1: I think frankly, needlessly, hacks him down on Pepe, on Pepe, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, 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 you're right. I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if it should come out like that. It I, was a bit... I just
0: seemed totally uncoordinated. And my man, Frank Kessie from the spot. Uh, and then it goes on, and it goes on to penalties. And even during penalties, they went on and on and on. And eventually, um, eventually, Cote d'Ivoire prevailed. Which, again, you don't expect, because Senegal, basically last year... I mean, they lost the... the they, 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 they went through the tournament last year... Winning numerous penalty shootouts, yeah. you thought penalty experience—that's a thing. Yeah, maybe not a thing. Even one yeah Ivory Coast, and obviously no, one Yeah, yeah. Cape Verde yeah. also leave it very late to beat Mauritania
1: one nil. Yeah, Ryan Mendes. And this is little Mauritania. Yeah, little Mauritania. Who, let's be honest, who we had not scored a goal from open to play. In yeah, the tournament open that we mentioned the uh the manager as well who did this mm. with. Com- the Comoros I don't know if say in English is a Comoros yes. Comoros the
0: powerhouse
1: yeah. Comoros are kind of uh, like so well, the but this is the level. Comoros are kind of like the pharaohs of Africa for those who aren't good in geography football yeah, wise exactly but Cap Verde are a really good decent team they play really nice football they've got technical players and they have qualified and they will play against South Africa so we will have one of those two surprising teams at least in the semi-final, uh, but well done, well done to them, they've done it before in the past and Ryan Mendes, who played a lot in Liga in his career, is a really, really talented player too, so I'm really, really happy for them. And Gab, I've <clears throat> quarterfinals quarterfinals on Friday and Saturday, so it's a perfect time to make predictions.
0: <coughs> yeah, you know how much I love making predictions, so yeah, you do. I'm going to share the pain here. Um, Nigeria against Angola. Ooh. I gotta go Nigeria. Yeah. Gotta
1: go for my Super Eagles and Osseman. Yeah, you on board with that? Yeah, I'm on board with that. Congo and Guinea, Jules. That's really what good. What do you game. reckon? Congo haven't won a game yet. They've they've drawn four times. They just won on penalties the last game, the last sixteen, uh, and. And I think Congo have a really, really good team. So with Guinea, for me, this is the best quarterfinals. The with with Mali, with the Mali Ivory Coast, um, I would go for another draw. I think that's what Congo do, and then I would go for Congo on Pens. Ooh, yeah,
0: that, 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 I'm, I'm on board with that. That makes sense. Mali and Ivory Coast, can the zombie team survive
1: against No, not. No, another one. But they will have the crowd obviously, with them, the momentum with we'll them. Have Sebastian Haller with them? Yeah, we'll have Sebastian Haller with them. Uh, I go for Mali. I want my, my boy Beast to.
0: Yeah, I, I think Ivory Coast. Advanced. I think it, when you've got so much talent and you've been through so many negatives, there's moments when you click and pull together. I'm not sure and they're
1: that good at Ivory Coast.
0: But they've got great, great individuals. Well, mm-hmm. do they? Not sure. Famous man. names that we recognize? You know, what? Yeah, what? Cape
1: Verde in South Africa, that you surprised. Oh, yeah, packages. Cape Verde for me every day. I want the, the, the Minos to qualify.
0: They're minnows but but Bafana Bafana I think are also minnows in the sense that It's a bigger not country old. though. Of course it's a bigger country and whatever else. But also remember it's a country whereas Cap Verde was colonized, I believe, by the Portuguese, yeah, in that's years, right. right?
1: Yeah, they all so, speak Portuguese.
0: So they're all technical and skillful yeah. and have the whereas South Africa got the English. Oh, ah, trolling, 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 trolling No, no they, 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 I'm really excited I'm, I'm really excited for this um, Fulham and Everton draw 0-0 which means the Tuffy men are back in the bottom three as they sweat on their appeal over their 10-point penalty which the appeal hearing began yesterday
1: Yeah, I mean to be fair, Gab I was not very inspired by that game
0: That's That's yeah, I think yeah. the most significant stuff on Wednesday is going to be their, is their hearing. And then, yeah. of
1: course, the other points you, penalty that they may get. They will get one, right? We agree on that? They've think, admitted themselves that they breached. Well, the second one. Yeah.
0: I Yeah, and then it becomes a question of how much they're going to... Yeah. I mean, look, I think all Sean should can do is just
1: ground out points and... But isn't that a game where you should actually take points instead of... Well, they drew. They got. They took a point. Yeah, they took a point. I guess. They're playing. It's not like they're playing. I know, but that game was I don't. I don't know. I thought that game was really poor. To be fair, Granada's mighty mouse, Brian Zaragoza, has joined Bayern. And we thought the deal would happen. I mean, it was not. We thought it was reported that the deal would happen in the summer. So- it was the summer reported. It was decided it would decided happen in the summer. And that he would just stay on loan. Yeah. And then Thomas Tuchel watched Kingsley Coleman play and, and says, got injured. And what? got injured. It's only for the injury. It's only for the injury. No, I would argue it's for the performances no, for and the, the system. Injury. You whatever. It. It's for the injury. whatever. So
0: obviously, Brian Zaragoza, very, very different, small, quick, darting. Maybe he can fall over, win free kicks. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, it's interesting because we've seen them be absolutely devastating. We've seen them have quieter games. Uh, I hope that this doesn't turn into what we've seen of late from Bayern, which is no patterns of play and kind of like the other team parks the bus and they just give the ball to Sane Coleman, or in this case, Zaragoza, and says, okay, guy, go do, do something. something because they need more than that. But look, he's an exciting player.
1: I just hope he's not like a Shakiri type, you know, when they sign because there's a bit of hype and the guy's a bit quick and, and in the end, Shakiri was not good enough really for that level and I hope that Brian is. Didn't Shakiri win a league title at Liverpool? Yeah, but so exactly. it. Exactly. It was not good enough for Liverpool. It's more right? league titles than Harry Kane's one. Yeah, okay, but it's still not good enough. <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen aren't taking the
0: title for granted after Borja Iglesias. They're pushing hard oh, for Desiree Duet for Rennes,
1: But This boy. kid's 18. He's a child. He's so good, Cam. He's just so good. I think they know Verts is going to go at some point. And right now, if you were trying to find a replacement for Verts, no, not as the finished product like Verts is right now, but... I think Désiré Doué is just amazing. He really is an amazing talent. Sure. And I think, to be fair, not just Bayer Leverkusen, but guy in general Oth very often looks at Ligue 1 and those young players to bring them over, whether it's right. Super Meccano, mm. Ligue 1 or Ligue 2. Uh, and Doué, if they offer 20 million, I don't, think, I don't think this is enough anyway. He's worth already more than that. Well, I was going
0: to ask about that, right? If 20 million is a credible bid, even though you might have to spend more, right? in what world is, and this guy's that good, wouldn't you expect Premier League teams to rock up with like thirty million? If Aaron Wan-Bissaka yeah. is worth fifty million, then, About, yeah, yeah. and Armando Broja, then yeah, hundred
1: percent. I'm, I'm a bit surprised. I mean, or maybe it, because could he be the next Sofiane Boufal, who never quite makes it? No, he's better than Boufal, I think. Boufal, and it's a different, it's a right. different position. But I just think maybe nobody really thought he could live in Jan, which I don't think he can anyway. Right. So you just you just don't make the move. You don't try to because you know it's not going to happen. But Sooner rather than later, he will be either in the Premier League or in one of the other big leagues because he's, he's just that good. Meanwhile, Gab, some are complaining about the lack of transfer moves in the Premier League so far this month. But elsewhere, records are being broken. That's right. And it's our friend. It's John Texter. Uh, How about you, that? John. Breaking records around the we world. We were mean
0: Le- to you. Leon may be having a t- tough time, but but Fogo, um, they just spent $20 million uh, which is a record yeah. for the Brazilian league in, in terms of incoming transfers, to bring Luis Enrique back to uh, back to Brazil Serie a, after just one season at Betis. Now, I just find this slightly curious in the sense that 20 million for Botafogo is a ton of money. I think it's a ton of money for John Texter as well, yeah. frankly. Um, all right, he was at Betis for a year, but he didn't do well at Betis. He wasn't great. He was kind of hidden out of the side. He was not an automatic starter. You know, is this the value of a top eight player? I, I know he's young, but wouldn't you have thought I that? Could they lot do the stinky thing where they loan him and then say, oh, yeah, we'll pay you 30 million to make it uh, permanent? And then Luis Enrique says, ah, no, I have South Georgia. I'm not going back. I'm going to stay
1: here in Rio. I, I don't know. It's a strange one. It seems like one. a lot of money. Yeah, it's a really strange one. For Luis, Luis Enrique, yeah, 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 who's yeah, not, a, yeah, yeah. he's what he is. No, yeah, who's talented, I think, and still very young. And He's like 23. He's not that young. No, true, true. But I mean, still, there's still time for him to develop into something, someone better than what he is. But yeah, I, I just thought that's a lot of money. Really, a lot of money. Jordan are through in the
0: Asian Cup with a 3-2 win over Iraq. Jules, there were ugly scenes at the end that got some of our colleagues banned um, for the reaction. We'll get into that, but just the game itself, mad, unreal,
1: unreal. Really, uh, there were two one up and then when after Aiman, going a goal down yeah after going a goal down amen scored celebrate gets a uh, score for 2-1 not 1-1 2-1 in added time pretty much uh, thinking that they've won it the celebration he gets sent off i think there was actually about 15 minutes left to play 15 minutes was when, just when 10 when minutes. that happened and also they had no they used
0: all their substitutions at that point yeah. so
1: so they finished the again with 10 men and jordan who have Al Tamari, who's a lovely player who plays for Montpellier in Ligue 1, who's just a wonderful left-footed kind of messy type of player, scores to qualify them in the 95th and 97th minute.
0: Yeah, they it made was the two just, two, it 2-2. Fifth
1: just minute of injury time. Incredible
0: 3-2. I mean, literally a buzzer beater because I think they, I think they had six minutes of time out. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it was, it was the last kickers of the goal. It was After the
1: game, yeah, some Iraqi journalists um, molested. No, not molested. What is? I don't they know. assaulted. Yeah, assaulted. They, sorry, assaulted um uh, Jose Casas who is the uh, the Iraq head coach who Spanish. used to work Spanish used to work with Luis Enrique when Luis Enrique was head coach of the national the Spain national team he was his assistant uh, who looked so shocked I mean to be fair I don't think I think this is you must be so disappointed by the result anyway then you go into a presser to answer questions and then you get assaulted by people who are supposed to be uh, who are journalists who are doing their work it's just it's just like so how to yeah. I, I wonder figure. if
0: they would have assaulted, uh, assaulted Eamon for getting a, a, for getting himself sent, sent off, off? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, celebrate after the game nice, nice. but uh, yeah they, 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 I, you, you feel for him and it's funny because these weren't the only this't the only case of journalist misbehavior the um, Association of International Sport, uh, Sporting press or AI, AIPS who's kind of the umbrella trade organization for, for sports journalists uh, their African division, yeah, releases vicious statement complaining about the behavior of people in press boxes Oh yeah, at the so Cup of Nations, I saw. which I
1: thought was incredible. But did you see the guy dancing I with his accreditation, half naked? I did not. No. Yeah, like, voy- I'm assuming voy- that's who they're
0: talking about. I voy
1: and fun. Yeah, that was
0: ridiculous. So it happens, and I got to tell one of my... <laughs> so obviously, you should know. Like, okay, if your country wins a World Cup, and those you have been there, Yeah. uh You might fist pump a little bit, but there are limits to what you do. One of the limits is you don't wear colors in the press box. You you try to maintain a certain level of professionalism. My worst example of this was the 2014 World Cup final. Germany against Argentina. This dude rocks up in the press box, and this is he had three things wrong with him, right? So number one, he was wearing a Germany shirt, and you don't wear colors in the press box. Number two... He was where he was not German. Had no links to Germany. He was just a fan of Germany. Which, right. if you're not German and you don't have any links to Germany and you're a fan of Germany, it's probably something wrong with you, right? I mean, it's 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 like honestly, it's it's it's, it's like being a fan of the police. I I don't I, whatever, right? And thirdly, it was Lucas Podolski shirt. Right such All that? sorts of levels Of wrong here On this one
1: right And no I asked The guy wasn't Polish either Okay um, You've said that story before I, don't, I, 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 don't I hate see. it People I do what it. they want What There was loads of Argentina uh, Journalists who had Argentina shirt In a World Cup final In 2022 Yeah I, It's okay have, And if you watch Captains of the World On Netflix Where you see me You see how I celebrate When we come back Into that yeah, game Yeah too. you do it's, this This is a fist pump Yeah it is a fist pump That's a you're fist alive. pump you're Fist yeah.
0: pump is, is allowed
1: <laughs> When you're not German and you're wearing a Podolsky shirt, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, uh, we, did, we did predictions for the Africa Cup of Nations. Let's do the same for the Asian Cup quarterfinal.
0: Okay, now, I have watched a lot less of the me Asian too. Cup than I have of the Africa Cup of Nations. So, please, fans of people who from the AFC, please give me a pass on this. We're just having a little bit of fun with this yeah. because I've only watched highlights. Yeah. So, we have uh, Tajikistan against Jordan. Yeah. Um... Jordan, I don't think, are that good from what I saw against... I mean, they, they, I think Iraq, Iraq should have beaten them. Yeah, they should have, have won. I've have not seen Tajikistan. I like the idea of a stand
1: other than Uzbekistan uh, Fair advancing in the I AFC. I like So that. I'm going to go for the Tajiks here. No, nah, I'm going to go for the uh, Jordan Messi, Al Tamari to score again and to qualify his team. Australia against South That's Korea. The game. That is the game. That is the game. I think Australia has been really Ooh. underwhelming. So find this competition, no, they don't look good. and I will go for Jurgen, of course. We but gotta go, we gotta go for a man Jurgen. Yeah, Iran against
0: Japan. And by the way, you might have noticed this: the sort of the four on paper outstanding teams. Or uh, well, actually, face each other. You mean? Yeah, are facing each other, right? Yeah. Iran against Japan, and
1: uh, you could add Saudi on paper to that. But of course, yeah, but they yeah, screwed it up for themselves. Right. Yeah. Who you got? Ooh, Iran Japan is another really really good one. I I think the Japanese and Ito is has hit a lot of controversy and um with with the alleged um, sexual assault that he's facing in back home in japan so i'm not sure if the japanese are really in the right state of mind i go iran i think in a very solid way i'm
0: very torn here because i know a ton of iranians uh but of course my japan heart is my heart will always be with japan before. where i spent four of the happiest years of my life yeah uh and finally qatar against another stand, uzbekistan but yeah. Uzbekistan kind of a different stand because in the realm of stands they actually have a football tradition and, and pretty good players.
1: Yeah. And they had they had some really great ones in the past too. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen either Qatar or Uzbekistan in this tournament. So I go Qatar because I don't know. Because you because love the contribution just, to yes, world football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will
0: obviously go for Uzbekistan. Ah, exactly. But Jules, big Vitinha who Cost Marseille 32 million a year ago. Maybe that's where the Armando Broja valuation comes yeah, maybe. from. Maybe. He's on his
1: way to Genoa on loan. Does this make sense it to is. you? It is. Wait, wouldn't, wouldn't they, Wolves or Forest or. I don't know if you've been watching him and he's, he missed a massive chance I, I at joking. the weekend as well. I'm joking. Economic. No, 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 but I think when you saw him at Braga before and especially the hat trick that he scored in the Europa League last season, you thought, okay, wow, there's a player. There. And then maybe there is. He's still quite young. Marcel just didn't have the patience to wait longer, it's been a year, He's, he arrived last January, so a year ago, and they need some money, so there's a, there's, a, there's an option to buy, and they just wanted him out, uh, which okay. leaves you with kind of an Obama young pretty much on his own up front, some youngsters, and then you can always play Eliman NDI or somebody like that. I don't know. Whereas I'm, Big Vitinha
0: will be competing with uh, Italy International Retegi yeah. for a spot in the front line. Yeah, Retege exactly. should fit again. I'm
1: interesting to see how he does in a uh, general. Udinese have had their appeal over uh, the stadium closure for the racial abuse director, directed. Sorry, I might mention partially upheld. You okay with that? I'm in two minds. So what they did was that that,
0: that stand will remain closed. Yeah. The rest of the stadium um, will be open. The reasons for doing it are. I mean, we've said it. Udinese took this very seriously. They've already banned five players. To, uh, five players. They've already banned five fans. They've helped identify um, another eight, I think, who are likely to um, to be prosecuted. Uh, and they condemned this straight away. They didn't come out with this nonsense about, well, we didn't hear it, blah, blah, blah. And to be fair, it wasn't very audible. Mike Mignon said he only heard it when he went to pick up the ball. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he presumed it wasn't a lot of people. That said, I think this comes from the fact that when the match was interrupted, a lot of people in the stadium booed Mike Magnan. They didn't boo him. They didn't abuse him racially. No, but no, no yeah. You have to get around the idea that if you feel racially abused, if the referee and, and the observers who are there say somebody's being racially abused, the rule state we stop the game, you stop the game and you respect that. You don't yeah. boo somebody for applying their rights. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I why it was important to leave the sanction, at least for that part of the stadium. Um but again, you don't want to create a situation where I think well, Udinese, you know, for doing the right thing, for doing the important thing, for getting these people banned, you know, then get further punished because, yeah. as a club, you wonder what more they could have done. Plenty of drama in the Women's Champions League, Jules. What do we need to know other than
1: the fact that Roma threw it away? They were one 0 up against Ajax, so really, the Group C was the only one worth. Uh, watching for the last, for match day six, because everybody, PhD Ajax, Bayern and Roma could all qualify. It was, the, again, uh, like for the PSG men's sides, the the group where everybody could still qualify with one game to go. And to be fair, it was incredible. It was incredible because you mentioned Roma, they were one nil up at some point. Away to Ajax. Yeah, at some point it was... Uh, So, PSG and Bayern were qualified, PSG and Roma, Bayern and Ajax, PSG and Ajax. And in the end, it's a last-minute equaliser for PSG away in Munich to make it 2-2 that qualifies them and make them top the group because in in, uh, in the other game, it was a draw between Roma and, uh, and Ajax. It was just incredible. And, and Bayern, by the way, at 2-2, in the 96 minutes, scored a goal. And had they won that game against PSG, yeah, they would have qualified. PSG yeah. would have been knocked out. Okay, she's offside. Yeah, but she's not just way offside.
0: offside. She's way offside. Okay, yeah, she's way offside. And like, I'm going to say this is a male player, female player. You're a moron. You're an absolute moron. There is, eh, maybe in the excitement, she didn't realise. You're a professional footballer. No, I actually think this actually hurt her because... She's so far offside. The, she's really offside. Uh, the teammate must have thought, who, who, who passed the ball, must have thought, oh, something happened. Otherwise, she wouldn't be standing there. She'd be getting back onside.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 I Is the way I she wanna... celebrates, I mean, maybe, maybe she did not realize. Maybe, I don't know. Sometimes you don't know if behind you there's no players covering you. You don't know that. That's, for, that's true. There's not a what? A player covering you. So, so she's facing that. She's receiving the ball. She doesn't know what's behind her. Maybe there's a she's player. She's like three
0: meters offside.
1: But she doesn't know. She's offside compared to the player that she sees. She doesn't know behind it there might be someone covering. Her, so you yeah, there could for be.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So she's she's on the left hand side of the pitch. She's looking across. There's nobody across. Could there be a Saint-Germain no, player hiding know. by the you corner flag of on course. the other side? Maybe. No, you don't just know. Know. don't you just know. know. I don't want to be harsh on her, but it was, it was a
1: ton of drama. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were gl- me and my my middle one was so happy that Uh, because on the angle that we were watching the game with you could not really we thought she was offside but you could not see it properly Um, but then you see the replay and you're like yeah and then we're like come on and my girl Gras Yoro, she's the boss she's so good former Celta captain Hugo Mayo is going on trial for sexually assaulting the Espanyol mascot Gab this is far from a
0: joke it is and we think mascot and jokes and stuff like that but I think this is a very serious case this happened back in 2019 he was playing for Celta they were playing against Espanyol um in Madrid, uh, Espanol, the, their mascots are parakeets. They yeah. have periquito and periquita, uh, a male and female parakeet. And as you come out, it's customary, you know, like, uh, as they do, and I'm not a huge fan of mascots interacting with the players, but some people liked it, whatever. Um, you know, he kind of shakes hands or high fives the, the male mascot. And then the female mascot, you can see it in the video, he, yeah, he embraces her. Yeah. So she's alleged that, as part of the embrace, he put his hands uh, underneath her costume and started fondling her breasts. Um, He denies this. A trial date has now been set. By the way, this happened in 2019. It's now 2024. It's a long time. I come from the country of the, with the slowest moving justice in the world, so I'm used to this crap in Italy. Yeah. I don't understand why it takes Spain five years to set a trial date on this one. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of that. He's in um, he's in Brazil, where he plays for for Internacional now. Um, I'm glad this woman came forward. Uh, I, I I just think of somebody taking liberties in front of thirty thousand people like that. You you can't have that. No, definitely. 2026 World Cup final venue is set to be decided on very Ooh. soon, possibly this weekend. Okay. We yeah. got three candidates. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Or really Exit 16W. It the old giant stadium. Yeah, but still. Uh, in New Jersey. Uh, Dallas. Or
1: LA. In a, very se- in a very selfish way, and you and I will be there. I would rather New York or LA than Dallas. Simply because we would spend the days before there a few days after and i would rather be in either the east coast there or the west coast there more than in the heat in the central of the country but that's just it's going to be hot
0: in yeah yeah but still i would rather be
1: yeah being in the hot it would be very hot in dallas too i would rather be either east or west okay so i'm in two minds about this um obviously if it's in
0: new york i can pop down to philly and get some cheesesteaks yeah Equally, surely it has your favorite. Is your favorite? I actually thinking from the tournament perspective, I think Dallas might make more sense, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. First of all, it's an absolute pain in the backside getting from Manhattan, which is true, where many of these people will be, to uh, Giant, Giant Stadium, Stadium yeah, or yeah. whatever the hell it's called now. Met is it MetLife Met, Stadium? Yeah, uh, right? MetLife. Secondly, much as I am skeeved by the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and everything to do with that, you have to admit that is. I don't say it's the best stadium out of Street 3 because people really like SoFi in LA, but it is a pretty special stadium. That stadium has a roof. You can air condition it. So you can play football in. Conditions similar to the ones God intended. Not that God intended air conditioning in stadiums, but I don't think God intended to be playing in 35 degree uh, Celsius heat and yeah. 120% humidity, which is what it's likely to be in New York, and it's not going to be much cooler in LA. No. Um, Dallas will be super hot outside. So, L and LA, you rule out LA? What, the traffic? I don't rule really, it. I mean, traffic's not going to be great anywhere um, yeah. to get to the stadium, but I just think Dallas might be they're used to they get 90,000 people or however many people to every game they're used to transporting people from downtown to 20, 30 miles away Um, and it's in the middle of the country so maybe there's an appeal there
1: I I, I get the logic please I want LA I want LA or New York I just want
0: to go there just so I can spit on the Dallas Cowboys that's that's my real reason yes yeah
1: that's you go and ransack the shop (laughs) Schalke new fear, I the danger of getting relegated, Gabby, from the German second division to the third division. And if they do, Sky Germany are reporting that they could go bust and disappear.
0: Yeah, so there's
1: 18 teams it's in the German story. second division, and they are 15th on 20 points,
0: which is the same points as Eintracht Braunschweig and Hansa Rostock, two other yeah. teams with pass in the top five, Yeah, play, of by course. The way, uh, who are 16th and 17th. Such a competitive um, Bundesliga as well. Um so obviously you know Schalke's decline over the years uh, and the enormous amount of debt that they have. It's also to do with the setup of the club in Germany. It's the, I suppose it's the negative side of the fifty-plus-one yeah. rule um, to do with accountability. The fact that they could go bust has to do with some of the limitations that exist excha- that exist in the German third flight, where, you know, it's essentially semi-professional. I think the authority should look at this and say can we do a soft landing for this club? Because if Shaka goes bankrupt, yeah. first of all, the creditors aren't really going to get their money back. Yeah, you can go; they go bankrupt, they form a Phoenix club and they come back up, right? That's what's going to happen. I, I think they need to look at ways or mechanisms, maybe it's spending restrictions, yeah. whatever it is, because you've got one of the best stadiums in all of Europe. You've got one of the best fan bases fan base, in all yeah, of Europe. Sure. Um, Great history. A tremendous history. And it just frankly seems like a massive act of self-harm yeah. if they're allowed to go bankrupt. So don't do them favors, but find a way to keep an institution like this yeah, alive, yeah. especially because you don't want people pointing to the 50 plus one and saying, ah, look, this is what happens if you don't have Dietmar Hop or a big corporation or, or, or Red Bull behind you. You know, um, It's been terribly mismanaged. And take the opportunity, too, to write better rules, yeah. better rules of governance so this situation doesn't happen again. Neymar may be injured, but he's in the news, Jules. He fired back at accusations that he had put on some weight during his rehab. And also, he's facing another paternity suit.
1: What was really funny is that he said, overweight, yes. Okay, well, thank you. We can all see it. Fat, no. It's muscle. He he lifted his t-shirt. I I guarantee you it's not muscle because he lifted his t-shirt up. And, and he's a six pack. <laughs> I mean, there's no pack at all. There's just, uh, there's no pack. It's just, <laughs> which is, listen, he's never been really good with fitness. We know that. When he was younger, it was okay because he was young. As soon as he hit over 27, he struggled. Now he's injured. And in Brazil, it's probably even more difficult. The man is injured. What do you want? You want him to do squats? Like, why, are you, why are you fighting back for, like what he's saying like haters and like some swearing words and bad words. Mm. Just, just, just own right. it. Say yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm eating well. Yeah, I'm like, I'm eating too much, but Like, do you know what I mean? I'm enjoying my food. I don't know. Say, just say something. It doesn't matter. You're not playing anymore. You don't need to be fit right now. Yeah, you will no. have to be fit when you go and be back on the pitch if you yeah, ever. Maybe be back there's the an
0: beach. element of vanity too. Yeah. But speaking of owning it, he's been uh, uh, he's been hit with another paternity suit in yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. I just what what I don't understand here is the mother of the supposed child is who's asking for something like thirty five thousand dollars a month in uh, in child support payments. Yeah. The kid is ten years old. Oh. So I'm thinking to myself, did it take you ten years to
1: figure out that Neymar might be the well, dad? Yeah, it must be maybe he's just at 10 years old and he's really good at football and say, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, he puts on a lot of weight <laughs> stop it Cristiano okay. Ronaldo's injury means that we won't get to see the much hyped friendly between Al Nasser and, and Miami that would have pitted him against Leo Messi I mean the game will still happen but it won't be Cristiano in it you must be disappointed because I know I know you were yeah, going to watch it I mean look this is what, what, what we show up to work for right for yeah. this, the idea of Having these
0: two face each other. No, look, hey, I'm 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 sorry about it. Um, I feel bad. I I think. Is it real you're Cristiano, injury? Do you think? Is it what? a real injury, or he just doesn't want to? F- I think it's a real injury. Oh. And actually, if you're Cristiano, though, you're if you you will get injured because you're older. Better you get injured now than once the Saudi Pro League starts up again. Yeah, and uh, and you've got big things to to play for. On oh, Messi, by the way. He's getting sticked. There was an article in the uh, Miami Herald from one of their lead columnists. who, and, and, and she said, I think Michelle Kaufman is her name. She complained that Messi doesn't hasn't given any interview. There's been very little access to Messi in, into Miami. And I kind of want to say, like, if you'd followed the rest of his career, <laughs> the dude would, never this talks. Is
1: he yeah. like, he this never is why does. This is kind of like how he operates. Exactly.
0: yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. Anyway, Jules. This brings us to an end, but we got to come back next week. My gosh some massive game this weekend! Arsenal hosting Liverpool. How about that? Inter against uh, Juventus Juventus. in Syria. So much going on. Uh, So we're gonna be back. And until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself.